It's the Code St. Luke podcast, where you'll hear interesting topics and people brought together through the Code St. Luke Public Library. Hello, and welcome to A Musical Moment. My name is Farah Mohammed, and today we celebrate women. More specifically, notable female artists and composers. March 8th is International Women's Day. This historic day celebrates the achievements of women all across the world. Celebrated on March 8th every year, International Women's Day is a day dedicated to honoring the achievements of women throughout history and all across the globe, and is typically a day for women from all different backgrounds and cultures to band together to fight for gender parity and women's rights. International Women's Day is dedicated to celebrating women's achievements in the social, economic, cultural, and political spheres. Of course, the global celebration of International Women's Day is a time for reflection on how far women have come, advocacy for what is still needed, and action to continue breaking down barriers. With over a century of history, International Women's Day is a growing movement centered around unity and strength. So, in honor of this day, what better way than to celebrate with some of music's most notable women? Today's playlist will highlight the music by women whose strength, determination, grit, and pure talent have made their indelible mark in the history of popular and classical music. Our first selection is music from the 12th century by Hildegard von Bingen. Hildegard von Bingen was a German abbess, visionary, mystic, poet, composer, philosopher, healer, and a polymath of the high Middle Ages. She is one of the best-known composers of sacred music, she was also known as St. Hildegard and the Sibyl of the Rhine. Hildegard of Bingen was no ordinary nun. The beloved Benedictine abbess stood at the epicenter of medieval Europe as a visionary and mystic. Famous for her visions of celestial wonders and vivid descriptions of an ordered and divine universe, she was a spiritual beacon to thousands of people who flocked to her monastery, seeking her advice and counsel. So great was Hildegard's spiritual stature that her petitioners included kings and queens, bishops and popes. But it was her passion for the natural world and our place in it that makes Hildegard particularly relevant today. She had a profound reverence for nature and placed great importance on our relationship with the earth. Her ideas transcend religious tradition to embrace a grand and inclusive vision. Every creature is a glittering, glistening mirror of divinity, she wrote. She's been considered by many in Europe to be the founder of scientific natural history in Germany. Here is the medieval chant Ave Generosa by Hildegard von Bingen, and the text goes like this. I behold you, glorious, pure and whole. You are the sacred, the essence of sanctity. You are a shining white lily, O lovely and tender one, with all the celestial symphony resounding through you, like grass upon which the dew falls, infused with green life. Now all shines in joy, resounds in symphony because of you.
Janis Joplin was an American singer-songwriter who sang rock, soul, and blues music. One of the most successful and widely known rock stars of her era, she was noted for her powerful mezzo-soprano vocals and electric stage presence. In 1967, Joplin rose to fame following an appearance at the Monterey Pop Festival, where she was the lead singer from the then-little-known San Francisco psychedelic rock band Big Brother and the Holding Company. After releasing two albums with the band, she left Big Brother to continue as a solo artist with her own backup groups, first the Cosmic Blues Band and then the Full Tilt Boogie Band. She appeared at the Woodstock Festival and the Festival Express train tour. Joplin died of an accidental heroin overdose in 1970, aged 27. Joplin's life and lifestyle helped the new feminism in America. Where she was oblivious to the feminist movement, her actions served as feminist symbol to young American women. Her most universal influence came through her popularization of natural dress and hairstyles. This helped young girls see another side rather than the idealistic views that were placed in front of them from mainstream media. Joplin helped encourage girls to be themselves. Here is Peace of My Heart, sung by Janis Joplin.
Clara Wieck Schumann was a trailblazer of her time. She was a German pianist, composer, and piano teacher. Regarded as one of the most distinguished pianists of the Romantic era, she exerted her influence over a 61-year concert career, changing the format and repertoire of the piano recital from displays of virtuosity to programs of serious works. She composed solo piano pieces, a piano concerto, chamber music, choral pieces, and songs. A child prodigy herself, Clara led an extraordinary life, touring all over Europe in her teenage years. She married Robert Schumann, and the couple had eight children, no doubt enjoying a hectic family life. After Robert Schumann's early death, she continued concertizing all over Europe for decades, frequently championing her husband's music, as well as tirelessly working on editions of her husband's compositions. Here is the third movement, entitled Scherzo, from the Piano Sonata in G minor by Clara Fick Schumann. Fagan, otherwise known as Billie Holiday, was an American jazz and swing music singer with a career spanning 26 years. Nicknamed Lady Day by her friend and music partner Lester Young, Holiday had an innovative influence on jazz music and pop singing. Her vocal style, strongly inspired by jazz instrumentalists, pioneered a new way of manipulating phrasing and tempo. She was known for her vocal delivery and improvisational skills. After a turbulent childhood and troubled adolescence, Holiday began singing in nightclubs in Harlem. Throughout the 1930s and 40s, Holiday had mainstream success on labels such as Columbia and Decca. By the late 1940s, however, she was beset with legal troubles and drug abuse. After a short prison sentence, she performed at a sold-out concert at Carnegie Hall, 
but her reputation deteriorated because of her drug and alcohol problems. She was a successful concert performer throughout the 1950s with two further sold-out shows at Carnegie Hall. Because of personal struggles and an altered voice due to alcohol and drug abuse, her final recordings were met with mixed reaction and had received mild commercial successes. Holiday died of cirrhosis on July 17, 1959, at the age of 44. She won four Grammy Awards, all of them posthumously, for Best Historical Album. She was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1973, and it was only recently, in 2017, was Holiday inducted into the National Rhythm and Blues Hall of Fame. Here she is, singing from 1944, On the Sunny Side of the Street. For something completely different, here is a treasure from the opera world. Dame Joan Sutherland, who was born on November 7, 1926, was an Australian dramatic coloratura soprano noted for her contribution to the renaissance of the bel canto repertoire. She possessed a voice combining extraordinary agility, accurate intonation, supremely pinpoint staccatos, her trilling technique was unparalleled. Sutherland was the first Australian to win a Grammy Award for Best Classical Performance Vocal Soloist with or without orchestra in 1962. Now, of course, in its literal translation or meaning, the operatic style of bel canto literally means beautiful singing or beautiful song. However, it is so much more than that. 
as generally understood today, the term bel canto refers to the Italian-originated vocal style that prevailed throughout most of Europe during the 18th and early 19th centuries. Late 19th and 20th century sources would lead us to believe that bel canto was restricted to beauty and evenness of tone, legato phrasing, and skill in executing highly florid passages. However, documents and treatises of the day describe a multifaceted manner of performance far beyond these confines. It was a style of singing that was extraordinarily virtuosic that required great vocal strength and agility, as you will hear. Here, singing the role of Gilda in Verdi's Rigoletto, the aria is called Caro Nome, sung by the great Joan Sutherland. Thank you. 
dubbed the Queen of Soul in 1967, Aretha Franklin loomed over culture in several monumental ways. The daughter of a preacher, she was born with one of Pop's most commanding and singular voices, one that could move from a sly, seductive purr to a commanding gospel roar. In any song she sang, there was no mistaking Franklin's colossal pipes. But Franklin was more than just a titanic vocalist who could smoothly move from pop, jazz, R&B, gospel, and disco. Franklin was an inordinately complex pop star. Although she exuded a regal, imposing presence, Franklin's life often seemed shakier than her voice. She coped with a broken family, at least one bad marriage, a drinking problem, and problematic health issues that made her infinitely relatable and beloved. As Bonnie Raitt once said, in her voice, you can hear the redemption and the pain, the yearning and the surrender, all at the same time. The song Think was written by Aretha Franklin and Teddy White, who was her husband and manager at the time. It was released as a single in 1968 from her Aretha Now album. In this song, Aretha sings about freedom and respect for women. extraordinary artists of the 20th century, an icon of American music. She was the consummate musical storyteller who used her remarkable talent to create a legacy of liberation, 
empowerment, passion, and love through a magnificent body of work. She earned the moniker High Priestess of Soul, for she could weave a spell so seductive and hypnotic that the listener lost track of time and space as they became absorbed in the moment. She was who the world would come to know as Nina Simone. When Nina Simone died on April 21st, 2003, she left a timeless treasure trove of musical magic spanning over four decades from her first hit, the 1959 top 10 classic, I Loves You Porgy, to A Single Woman, the title cut from her one and only 1993 Electra album. What was constant was the element of honest emotion that was the approach to every piece of work that became Nina's uncompromising musical trademark. Feeling Good is perhaps the ultimate feel-good song. It soars and swoops, invoking the joy of nature, the freedom of a bird flying high. It was written to express a particular kind of euphoria, that which comes with liberation from oppression. It was written by British songwriters Anthony Newley and Leslie Bricuse for their stage musical, The Roar of the Grease Paint, The Smell of the Crowd. Released during the ferment of the civil rights protests, Simone's Feeling Good was a manifestation of that movement's burning desire for freedom. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. Fly out in the sun, you know what I mean, don't you know? Butterflies all having fun, you know what I mean? Sleep in peace when day is done, that's what I mean. And this old world is a new world and a bold world for me. talent tends to run in families. Felix Mendelssohn was a composer, pianist, organist, and conductor. His sister Fanny was just as bright and talented. Brother and sister both received a thorough musical education. Fanny, who was a strong-willed pianist, worried about her worth as a composer. As Felix's career soared, 
Fanny struggled to publish her pieces, though the two remained very close. Due to the reservations of her family and to social conventions of the time about the roles of women, a number of Fanny's works were published under her brother's name. In 1846, despite the continuing ambivalence of her family towards her musical ambitions, Fanny published a collection of songs as her Opus One. The next year, at the age of 41, she suddenly died of a stroke. She composed over 460 pieces of music, most of which went unpublished in her lifetime. Here is a short piano piece by Fanny Mendelssohn. This is Melody in C-sharp minor, opus 4, number 2. I Will Survive is a hit song performed by American singer Gloria Gaynor, released in October 1978. It was written by Freddie Perrin and Dino Fakaris. The song's lyrics describe the narrator's discovery of personal strength following a devastating breakup. It received heavy airplay in 1979, reaching number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and on the UK Singles Chart. The song is also frequently recalled as a symbol of female empowerment. In 2016, the Library of Congress deemed Gaynor's original recording to be culturally, historically, and artistically significant and was selected for preservation in the National Recording Registry. At first I was afraid, I was petrified, kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. And I grew strong. And I learned how to get along. But now you're back. Wrong on the face. I just walked in to find you here with that sad look upon your face. I should have changed that stupid lock. I should have made you leave your key. If I'd have known for just one second, you'd be back to bother me.
My final number is a bit of a twist. It is a character from an opera, and I think this character personifies what it is to be empowered, free, and true to oneself. Bizet's Carmen, which was composed in 1875, is perhaps one of the world's most popular operas. It tells of this gypsy Carmen who works in a cigarette factory in Seville. During their break, the cigarette girls come out to relax in the town square. The young men and soldiers welcome Carmen, asking her, half-jokingly, half-seriously, when she will love them. Perhaps never, she replies. Perhaps tomorrow, but not today, that's for sure. She then sings the famous habanera, describing the dangerous nature of love, always free, always untrustworthy. L'amour est un oiseau rebelle, or love is a rebel bird. Carmen is an icon of female empowerment. She is a fighter. She rejects society's norms. She is confident in her sexual identity as a free spirit, and she simply does not care what others think. Here is Marilyn Horn singing the habanera from George Bizet's Carmen.
hope that you've enjoyed today's selection. Happy listenings. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Code St. Luke podcast today. We launched the podcast and telephone broadcasting service in March 2020. The idea was to get content from Parks and Recreation and the library into your homes using Zoom, telephone, and podcasts. If you enjoy the podcast, please give it a rating and review at Apple Podcasts and share it with your friends. For more information about programs at the library, visit csllibrary.org. For information about the city of Cote St. Luke, visit CoteStLuke.org. Have a great day.